Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Till 5. My name is Steph and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host Nikki. Hello Nikki. Hello. How is it going? Not bad, not bad. How are you? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm all good. It's September, which I can't quite believe, and towards the end of September. I don't understand where time has gone. No. It it freaks me out slightly, but you know, we're existing and uh, and we're fine. We're just fine. <laughs> <laughs> as positive as always on this show. Yeah. We're we're mm. we're all good. Um I think we are delivering an episode on time for once. Yes. We did This is the first time we've been able to do that in a while. Yeah. Um we've both been very sick though. Yes. So at some points, if we have to randomly just stop talking and cough, yeah. I mean, I'll probably edit most of it out, but just in case one slips in. Yeah, it, it came from it came from Steph. She originated the bug. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. not it's not the dreaded plague. Um, do not worry. But yeah, no, um, she, she gave it to me lovingly and I, I um, I've taken it and I'm having a great time with it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that you've accepted my beautiful gift for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's wonderful and I sound husky a bit. Um, Super early Christmas present for you. Yeah, so thoughtful. <laughs> I'm just the best at giving presents. <laughs> yeah, um, but anyway, we are here yep. to talk about games, which um, <laughs> is what we do every time, <laughs> normally. Um, but so what are we going to do tonight, Pinky? Same as we do every <laughs> night, bro. Talk about games. Um, we don't have any yeah. news. Sorry, just bypassing that bit. Um, yeah. Because, you know, no news is good news. And we're not going to talk about the weather today. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're going to have a special no. episode dedicated to that. I was, about to, I was about to say something about it then, but I stopped myself. Right. So we're here to talk about puzzle games. Yes. Puzzle video games. Um, this is a very loose description I mean, puzzle comes in all shapes and sizes. This is what I've learned while doing my list. Most things are a puzzle, really, aren't they? Life is a puzzle, you know. Oh, God, don't go no there. Sorry. My brain brain can't handle the existential questions. (laughs) Too deep. It'll just stop. (laughs) It just stops. Everything can be a puzzle. And I guess video games, you're normally solving something or doing something. So the term puzzle is a tough one. I've taken it very literally, I think, for mine. I at first thought that I wouldn't be able to do this because I have no patience as a human. Um, But yeah. Yeah, I think I've gone very much like the expected puzzle game. I did do my normal ruling of saying like if it's on the list of Wikipedia pages of puzzle games, then it probably counts. If there's puzzles and in it's, it. Yeah, and it's got it in the title. You know what I mean? Like there's not just puzzles in it, but it's kind of in the title slash genre area. Oh, I'm starting to question everything now. <laughs> oh, God. Well, no, I don't. Okay, well, well, we'll debate when we get to them, right? We'll be like, hmm, is that a puzzle game? But I, I consider like puzzle games as like doing something to solve a problem. Like that's quite obviously the main part of the game. Like obviously you can get puzzles in other games like as a minor element. But for me, it's kind of like this, the puzzle solving element is the main core part of the game is the way I'm going to kind of go with it. All right. All right. I'm going to be interested to see what your list is now. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, we don't really have any um any news or any other descriptions. So I guess we can get started into the episode pretty quickly today. But before we do the first drop, we will just introduce the man in the cupboard. Oh! There he is. The puzzle yeah. master himself. Yeah. If, uh, if you hear that noise, which is Mr. Beadle, 
it means that we've had a crossover. Um, I'm not sure, actually, if we're going to have crossovers today. I predict at least one, I think. Uh, yes, I would agree with you there. Mm. Uh, I think I know which one it's going to be. Yes, I agree too. <laughs> <laughs> I also know. Well, we'll look forward to getting to that part Good of, the, times. Uh, of the episode. Uh, <laughs> but for now, I'm going to play the uh, interrupter. Okay. What are you buying? How about a game of lucky hit? A three-headed monkey. Oh, let's go. So I think it's your turn to go first. I think it is. Yeah. Um, right, my number five might be the one that we have to sort of like debate a bit about whether or not okay. it's a puzzle game. But I think I remember it being on a on a list of puzzle games. So I'm gonna say that it's a puzzle game. Um, it's a very a very big game actually. It's a very popular game. Everyone knows of it. It is Lemmings. Oh yeah, that's totally a, po- like yeah. a puzzle game. Yeah. I think so too because you have to do a lot of like puzzle solving and things like that. Um, so everybody knows what Lemmings is. It's just one of those things. I think that's just like synonymous with video games it just tends to be a thing you see a little guy with green hair a little blue dress that's a lemming um i am speaking specifically more so about the sega mega drive port um although it did come out in 1991 um and i think it was i can't remember the original console i think it might have been atari Uh, amiga amiga yes amiga i thought i said atari jesus i need to revoke my video game knowledge um get out papers Um, it came out in 1991 originally. I don't know when it was ported to the Mega Drive, but it was the one I played on Mega Drive, basically. Um, it was yeah. also on Master System and Game Gear. But the premise is pretty simple. Well, most people know it, so I won't go too much into it. But basically, you have to guide a number of lemmings into a goal, trying to make sure they do not kill themselves during transit. Um, they can do like certain things, like dig, block, make ladders. They have little umbrellas sometimes that like can help them stop, you know, smooshing as they crash into the floor from like mm-hmm. 50 feet um and you only have like a certain like a limited amount of these things that you can do from what i remember and you kind of have to and you can i remember restarting a lot like if you fuck it up and you like end up killing them all yeah you know, you start and then figure out a different way to do it um each lemming um would, unless like assigned a special task like whether they're the umbrella person or like a builder they literally just walk in one direction and they don't care if they're gonna fall off an edge they're basically really fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> they have no brain of their own, essentially, these no, lemmings. They, they are just... a lemming. Yeah, they follow. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it as a kid. Like, I, I think I spent a lot of time in it. I, I had a lot of fun. It looked good, I think, back in the day. Um, hmm. I can't really say that it, I have played it, like, recently. I know that they've, like, done a lot of different versions now. I think, like, there's some on the phone um, and stuff like that. But, yeah, no, I... I I, I don't play it anymore, but it was a great time back in the 90s. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've played the Lemmings, but it was always a good time. And you're right, it looked very distinctive because it was just these rooms with these tiny, like, creatures and their green little hair. Yeah. And their little dresses. They were just quite cute. And I think, I don't know yeah. if they made noises, but they would sort of just exist. And I liked them. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good time. And I, I don't know why you were questioning it. It's it's called a puzzle video game on the Wikipedia entry. So Oh good. Oh yeah. good. You're all um, good. 
But yeah, the game itself was obviously incredibly popular and is seen as like one of the best received video games of the early 90s. And um, it's apparently considered like the eighth greatest game of all time. Wow. And this was in 1996, though. I don't know if that still holds up. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's a classic game. Yeah. Like, for sure. It is in the same same realm when you talk about classic old video games. I would always put it with the oh, same yeah. things as, like, Pac-Man and Tetris and stuff like that. Like Lemmings Worms and things in like there. that. Yeah, Worms, those kind of ones. Yeah. It like is... The thing from all things spawned from that are yeah. similar. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a great game, and it's a simple game as well. I think that was what was so great about it. Like, it's just so simple. Like you know you just have a bunch of these things and they just walk and you just have to help them and not yeah. kill them which you know is easier than done sometimes i do i remember them going splat a lot i do remember that animation <laughs> it yeah. happened to me many times <laughs> yeah i don't remember being very good at this game no no i know i would i'd love it i'd be so happy when i got all lemmings through and didn't die but that was a rarity i think mm, unless same. it was like the first few levels but i was a child so give me a break yeah and it's one of those things where you start off when you start playing the game that you're gonna try and save every lemming like every round yeah. and you do really well for the first like you said like three five levels and then and then you're like what you start losing one and start like having to respawn and eventually you're like fuck it if just one makes it i'm fine i'm happy with that yeah, hundred percent. Um, so I d- honestly don't have too much more to say about Lemming, so I'm going to go into sort of some of my facts. Um, nice. It is apparently one of the most widely ported and best-selling video games of all time. Um, that's just a general fact about its popularity. And uh, but the, the fun thing I was reading actually about this was that apparently the inspiration for the gameplay gameplay came as a lot of simple animated character sprite in an eight by eight pixel box using paint because the whole game is pretty much done in what they're calling deluxe paint, which I think is just a fancy way of saying Microsoft Paint because the whole right. game does look like it's been made like in paint in regards to just the the, like, the look of it. I imagine yeah. it's paint, but in like a video game sense. So like you like you said, fancy paint. There's probably like a couple of extra buttons on there and stuff yeah. But the yeah. way that the pixels are, they are literally like just that. Um, and what happened is basically like one of the creators animators um basically like animated it um and wanted to prove that he could draw a recognizable human figure within the eight by eight pixel restriction. So it was oh, kind of okay. just like you know I'm just going to see what happens. And then they obviously made it. And then one member of the team was just like, "There's a game in that." and said that this this could obviously like be something um and then they, mm. they later termed the coin lemmings the term ugh, can't speak lemmings yeah <laughs> <laughs> but do you know what i missed a trick here as i was talking about lemmings i was like why don't i have a fact about the actual lemmings oh, themselves you should so i've quickly looked at some facts <laughs> very quickly so Some obviously animal lemming facts lemmings are an animal which i assume they have based upon lemmings i mean obviously it has to be um because lemmings i think are known to not be like suicidal at least but like to not to just fo- blindly follow the crowd and probably accidentally not think about where they're going and jump off of things yeah isn't there a thing about the fact that they collectively will jump off cliffs and things i think so um like there's this there's this a whole thing about it there seems to be a lot of a lot of science which i can't answer right now but it does i i would say that from learning those very quick facts they aren't very intelligent but they don't do it on purpose there you go okay that's good to know it's yeah. not like yeah like you said they're not suicidal they're just a bit stupid they're just stupid um yeah okay 
another really cool fact actually is about the music so i don't know if you remember the music from lemmings um but the music was actually created by brian johnson who i think is one of the creators or someone to do his younger brother who basically sampled bits of copyrighted music which had apparently been common practice back in the day um Mm. but around this time there was like growing awareness of music copyright which is why i think he basically took parts of them but didn't use them themselves so right lots of little bits so without the lemmy music you're, you will recognize a lot of it um you know there's like the can can music um there's like swan lake there's uh what else is there there's some stuff like by chopin um and like she'll be coming around the mountain and how much is that doggy in the window all kind of all incorporated into these different songs in the game yeah, which is why i think okay. i always found them very especially the can can song um, yeah but yeah they weren't really supposed to be using it like it, it wasn't like it was licensed they were just like yeah let's just like take bits of it and put it in yeah I guess it's weird because it's like classical music which is weirdly like licensed but I don't know not licensed do you know what I mean mm. yeah I'm not 100% okay. sure like how the legalities are all obviously it was the 90s anyway I imagine obviously they didn't do it anymore but in the originals it seems still seems to be in there obviously so yeah I don't know a bit naughty but I'm into it I like it. I like the the balls. <laughs> but yeah, that's it really. My my number five I think was always gonna be a bit quick because it's like everyone knows what lemmings is. I'm not gonna sit and talk about the fucking the science behind lemmings. Yeah, no, that's fair. They stupid. They <laughs> They dumbass. But it's fun. Yeah. I like it. It's a good entry and um yeah, I'd kind of forgotten about the lemmings, so I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah. Nice. What's your number five? So my number five I'm not sure if you have heard of this game, but it's called Blue Toad Murder Files. The Mysteries of Little Riddle. This sounds amazing. Right, okay. So, um, this this is a murder mystery puzzle kind of video game. So, it has puzzles within it, but you're also trying to solve a larger mystery um, about some murders that are happening in a small town called Little Riddle. Um, it was released, I think, 2009, I have here, and um, by Relentless, who are a UK-based uh, studio, they were. I think they've died now. But they also used oh. to make the Buzz video games. Oh, Remember the Buzz video yes. Games? Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're of that fame. Um, I can't say that this game is anything like the Buzz games, but it was basically like you had... Um, it's like watching an episode of Midsummer Murders. I was going to a... say, I've been on Google Images and this is like the most fucking British thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. So essentially, you're in this little town, you have this overview of the village where you can look at different buildings and stuff and then you kind of almost click on them and zoom in and there'll be some people and some residents talking. It's 3D. Um, and you'll kind of talk to them and interrogate them. And then you'll also have some kind of puzzles and stuff to do. And these puzzles will just be like um, lots of different things. There's like ones with like rearranging letters and all that kind of thing. Um, general kind of logic-y based puzzles, uh, as well as like the puzzles of like talking to someone to try and get them to say the right answer kind of deal. So it was a mix of those two. Um, it was just a really silly, but fun video game. Um, it was, it's it's like an episodic one as well, because it was around the time where everything was going into episodes. So I think it's about five episodes long. Mm. Um, 
and you kind of get to each part of the story. Like I say, it was like being on a, like one of the series of like Midsummer Murders or Jonathan Creek or any of those British Agatha Christie kind of classic murder mysteries. This was kind of what it was like, um, but with some really stupid humor in it at the same time. Uh, yeah, I don't really have much else to say about this game other than it was a really good time and I really enjoyed it. Um, and it was a good laugh. And the puzzles were generally quite challenging, but not, it wasn't one of those really frustrating games. It was kind of like not super easy. You didn't get everything right, but it you weren't ever stuck for a really long period of time uh, on it either. Nice. Yeah, I, I like the way it looks, I must yeah. say. It was a good time. I want to say the reason I played it was because it came free on like Xbox one time or something like that. It was definitely like a gold. I was gonna say it, look, it looks quite old. Game, yeah. It was definitely something like the live service. It was definitely like one of the Xbox Gold games, I think, or something like that. And I played it a really long time ago. Um, but yeah, I was randomly reminded of it when I was trying to look for puzzle games, and I saw this one. I was like, oh man, that was a great time. I have to mention this game. Um, but yeah, I don't actually have really any facts um, about this game. There's only one that I managed to find, and that was the actor Tom Dusick, Dusick, uh voiced all the 22 characters plus what? a dog in the game. All, all, one, all about the women? One man, apparently. He voiced the women? Apparently, yeah. What all the 22 heck? characters and the dog. What? It was all Tom. Did Dusik they have money Dusik. issues? Were they like, you know, like, oh shit, we don't have any money. We can't hire any more voice actors. We better use this one man. Just pay. Him I mean, I guess so. I mean, they did go bust the studio. Like, relentless oh. offer. There are no more. Is it the Buzzman voice? Is that who it is? Like the. Fucking... I think it might have been as well because it was like there is a narrator that kind of talks over the game as you're doing stuff. Um, and I feel like I remember them being very similar in voice tone. I mean, I'm impressed. Like, that is very impressive. Yeah. But then at the same time, I've not played it, so it could be awful. But I am I want to play this game now, or at least watch videos of it, just so that I can see this and experience it, to be quite honest, which I might do after this episode. I think you should. I mean, honestly, I don't remember. So I didn't actually, like, fact-check this, because I don't remember what everybody sounded like. I just remember there being a very narratory voice but actually talking to the rest of the people in the town i don't remember what that was like so it could be a really impressive or they could all sound the same but i'm i don't remember being there's a like, child in this how is he doing the voice of a child who knows this man is a <laughs> genius in all voice acting apparently okay well we will investigate later and i'm very excited uh yeah so that's my that's my number five blue toad murder files the mysteries of little riddle okay um my number four is going to be a weird one. Okay. Very weird one. Um, before I go on to that, though, I will say that game that we were just talking about has reminded me of a game that I wish I'd put in my list that I'm going to mention in my mentions that I'm hoping that we can talk about later, which I'm very excited to mention. It's a weird one, again. Okay. But, um, I'm also going to preface this by saying just quickly that I am not very good when it comes to puzzle games in regards to my attention span. Some of the games in my list... I have not finished um, and that is because I am awful when it comes to actually wanting to sit and do a puzzle. Often sometimes I will just Google the answer to it because I just don't care enough about the puzzle to finish it and I just want to get through the game. So I've been up by saying that so that I have actually not come across that many puzzle games in my life that I really enjoy. So this is why this list is probably weird but also very specific as to why yeah. 
the reason why this game is very specific and weird is a, is that is that reason. So this is a game called Pushy. Pushy. <laughs> Pushy is basically a variant of the classic Japanese puzzler Sokoban, which I had never heard of, um, where effectively you push all the boxes onto crosses without accidentally trapping any. So it's a very like simple based top-down puzzle game and it was on the ps1 and the reason why it's weird is because it was a netty rosie game do you remember netty rosie no so netty rosie was um basically on pretty a lot of playstation one demo discs like a, a large majority you get a playstation demo disc and you'd have like your five games and then you would have the netty rosie section so the netty rosie was a development kit for the playstation and so a lot of like i'm gonna call them nerds a lot of fucking nerds would get a little <laughs> netty rosie kit and make games it's effectively like the first yeah. indie games um which was really cool. I loved the Netty Rosie games. There was always like some seriously interesting stuff on there. It was always like just made by random people and submitted. I think they were all submitted. I don't really know the logistics of how the Netty Rosie games came to be on all of the demos, but it was so mm-hmm. cool and I, I loved it. And I found some really weird, but interesting games on Netty Rosie. Um, so yeah, this this was a Netty Rosie game. So it was made by one guy. Um, the premise of the premise of the game, effectively, as I said, is you kind of have these boxes and you're this little blob and his name is Pushy, I assume. Um, and it's so simple and it probably didn't take this long to make. And you just, as I said, you get crosses and you just have to move the boxes, but often it's not, it's more complicated than that in the sense you can't pull the crates. Um, you can only push one at, one at a time. And obviously if you push one in the wrong way, you get yourself stuck. You have to restart the whole thing. So it requires yeah. my little child brain. It required a lot of brain power for me to get through it, but I really liked it. I don't know why that one puzzle game, as simple as it was, spoke to me, but it did. Maybe it was because there was a little blob and he was cute. But maybe the funny thing about this game is I went on to YouTube and I was like, I'm going to just like try and remember and experience it again. Um, the noises are incredibly obnoxious. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only problem I would say with this game. Mm-hmm. Like you don't really get um... sound, but then you'll get these noises that go like. just constantly and like so i saw i saw a comment with someone being like i had to mute the game when i replayed this and i was like that's fair um yeah and the funny thing about this game is for some reason all of the little levels have just names on them so one will be like it'll say like sarah at the bottom and it'll say like david at the bottom so each single level is called a different name and i think used to be able to just type in a name because the name is almost like the checkpoint like you know like passwords in old games oh yeah it was like that so apparently you could kind of cheat and actually just start popping in names um to just go to random levels but you don't know you don't know what names were used in the game but yeah that that was a really weird thing um but anyway, sorry, I, I haven't even mentioned, the game was made by a guy called Richard Fred Williams and it was 1998, so it was, you know, a simpler time. And uh, and yeah, he just, he made this game and it was very simple and it was very cute. And I just, I just, it really stuck out to me. It's just a game that I remember really enjoying. And when it's a puzzle game, I was like, this, this is just, yeah, it has to mean something to me because I'm not, I'm not a puzzly person. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at pictures of it and I um I'm just I'm a bit fascinated by it because it's just like I've never seen it before but it's a really interesting like old yeah it's so simple game. yeah so simple but it just it was just I remember I just had so much fun with it um I've got a couple of facts weirdly I was surprised I even could get facts um but apparently the loading screen in the game um pointed to Williams 
personal website at the time. But funnily enough, his his website is still around and it still looks like a 1990s web design. So I don't think it's changed. He just still has the domain and the website. I looked at it earlier and it just, interesting. I think he's just not changed it. I just think it's just still there, but it's it looks like a 1990s website effectively so I, it felt like really weird and like nostalgic to like view an old i want to i want to google this because this is really i'm finding this really fascinating <laughs> and i don't know why i don't know where the link is i'm afraid i can't really tell you but um i found it where i got the fact which i also can't remember so it doesn't really have very much i'm just gonna ignore the podcast for a minute and start googling things once mm, that's fine I'll, I'll read my other facts that i've got while you do that um, apparently Williams also did a Game Boy Advance port of the PlayStation 1 version of Pushy 2 because he made two, I didn't know this, he actually made a Pushy 2 um, which could also be found on that website um, but an interesting fact about Williams that apparently by the time the PlayStation came out he was actually already like an industry veteran, he'd actually apparently already worked on Codemaster games, so I mentioned earlier that like a lot of people were just like random people in the house but apparently not, apparently this guy did actually work on like Codemaster stuff um, and then after this he apparently worked on some Angry Bird games um, Typing of the Dead Overkill and a bunch of other stuff um, So <clears throat> the person you're talking about mm. Fred Williams Yes I, I think I worked with him <laughs> For fuck's sake <laughs> Really? <laughs> Yeah, honestly. So um, at one of the companies I worked for um, when I was, uh, yeah, before my current job, um, I worked with a programmer called Fred Williams. And oh, my God. He worked at Blizz and <laughs> Codemasters and, and then the one you're talking about because it was uh, excellent. So they made you know Angry the Birds pushy, games. Man. So I, yeah, I know Fred Williams and I did not realise he made Pushy. He but, made yeah, Pushy. No I think one it's the same person. Pushy apart from me. <laughs> I need to meet this man, introduce us, and I'll be like, mate, I don't care what else you've done, but you made pushy, so you're big in my books. I will. I'll find. That's hilarious. I want to know why he was even making pushy, because apparently he was already an industry veteran by that point. And the Net Eurosy was a lot of people that, you know, people just sort of use that to just make like random code and random games. Um, so I'm, I don't know. I'd, I'd be interested to know like why he... I mean, I, I suppose... Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I guess I'd have to look more into Nettie Rosie and the understanding of it all. But I was always under the impression that it was something that people did just as like a hobby. Yeah, I have no idea. Because it's like knowing him, I didn't realise he would make anything like that. But like you said, because he worked for Codemasters and those kind of things. And I'm pretty sure he would have worked, if he worked at Blitz, he would have worked with the Oliver Twins with like, yeah. you know, old um, Dizzy games Why, why don't stuff, you do so. his face? Um, I will, hang on. Yeah, it's Fred. I know oh, Fred. Of course, you know Fred Steph. Of course. Is he a nice man? He's lovely. He was a lovely man. Is he quite old? I'd... Yeah, he was an he was an old uh he worked as a programmer when um where I worked and he was a, an older gentleman, but he was a very nice man. Wow. But Good. yeah, that's Good. uh there you go. <laughs> brilliant <laughs> but I never knew his, he never knew he actually was called Richard like that's why it threw me off but I was uh, like I know a Fred Williams who codes and then I googled it and I was like oh yeah same person Steph knows everybody <laughs> well, that's a really that's, weird that's a cool random fact. segue that's cool that's fine I'll accept that you're famous because you know the man who may push you Dun, dun, dun. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's it, really. I don't have anything else to say about Pushy. I think we've reached the natural end after we discovered that you're best friends. <laughs> yeah, there we go. 
right. that was a good number four though. I've never heard of that game. Um and it, it looks really interesting. So I'm excited to Google some. You can chat, you can chat, chat a friend later about it. I'll sure. message I'll message Fred and say, Hey, we've just mentioned you on the podcast. Uh, I've not spoken to you in a while, but do you even have there. his number at this point? I mean, I think I've still got him on some form of social media. Then please something. do it. I'm begging you. If you do one thing for me today, do that. All right. I'll have a look and see if I do. Good. I like it. Um, so my number four is a game that I have very recently played slash I was playing earlier. Um, but I've been meaning to play for ages. So it's called Carto. Yeah, I saw you playing it on Steam. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you and I was like, I wonder why she's playing that. So yeah, I've been playing, like, it's one of those ones where I've had it downloaded for ages and ages. And um, I started it uh, the other day and I was like, oh, this is a really fun game. And then obviously we're looking through for puzzle games today for the for the list and this came up and i was like you're right it's actually a really lovely puzzle game and i'm really enjoying it so i'm gonna put it in my list um it is a very charming little puzzle video game about exploring uh it's developed by a company called sunhead and was released about a year ago i think it's like october 2020 and you play as carter who's a young 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 I want a bit more than I don't know why. A young girl who's been separated from her cartographer grandma. Um, and you basically wash up on an island and the main part of the game is finding map pieces and then you kind of put them together. So the main gameplay and puzzle element comes from uh, finding these kind of puzzle pieces and then going to your puzzle screen, like your map screen, and then you kind of have to arrange them so that they make sense. So you have to put like, uh, if an edge has some woods, you have to put it next to another edge that has some wood. So they always like match up with everything, uh, like grasslands to grasslands. And then you kind of slowly build up the map back up. And then when you exit your map view, you then get to explore it in a more like actual, it's not 3D, but it's more of like a little kind of you're running around it. And then you can just do certain things. And the puzzle element comes from, you know, you can talk to villagers and stuff and they'll say like, oh, I'm looking for my friend. He's uh, lost in the woods or he's normally in the woods. Uh, if you go to the east, you'll find it. So you put your piece of wood that you have as your little collector piece on the left and then something will probably appear on the little map as like a oh hey there's a person here so off you run and you go back and you go see them it's it's kind of like a simple idea but it's really nice um the art in it is really lovely it's all this kind of like hand-drawn painted-y cute style it's very wholesome and very relaxing as a game uh you do have to think though I, it's not super difficult, but there are definitely bits where I had to sit there for a while and just like moving pieces of map around to see if I could get them to like connect up um, for a while, like different different routes. Like there's one bit that mm. I was just doing that you're in like a little cave and your little cave lines have to all match up together. And that took me a little while to work out how to move stuff. And then you kind of, once things are placed, they're not really like stuck there. You can remove them and use them for other pieces. If it's like, oh, you really need a really long road. So you have to gather all your road pieces from the thing and put them all together. Um, but yeah, I've, I've just been really enjoying it. Um, it's just a very wholesome feeling little ga- puzzle game really. Nice, yeah. I did something similar with this one. I had it on my like 
PC Game Pass for a really long time and I never played it. Um, and I have played it. I played like probably <laughs> about half an hour. Um, and it's adorable and it's really lovely. I um, I really like enjoyed the time I spent with it. This game is an example though of why I can't play puzzle games. I get really? bored like almost immediately and I hate myself for mm. it. Um, <laughs> but I know it's so cool. And I know it's really, really cute. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, I fortunately played my sort of part ADHD of like, Unless something is like crazy is happening a lot of the time, I I sort of fall off of it. But I, you know, I I some of my games on my list are, are like that. Um, but no, this is such a cute game, and I I really really enjoyed what I played of it. Um, and I love the concept with like puzzle pieces and things. It's really cool. Yeah, that's cool. It's I know it's not like if you do end up ever returning to it, I found out it's not very long. It's only about five to seven hours if you're taking your time. Yeah. So it's one of those things you could probably chip away out a little bit. Maybe. But yeah, it's very chill. Like it's very yeah. much like exploring is just wandering to the next section and like talking to someone very briefly and picking up a new piece and then doing some more. So there's not huge amounts to it. Apparently it does get more advanced like later on in the expanding when you're kind of expanding stuff. But um, I think it is mostly just supposed to be quite a chill puzzle game. Uh, so I, I get why you would probably fall off of it. It's very much like a sitting on your almost like a sit switch game it's a perfect one of those I ones agree, yeah. sat in a blanket not really doing anything yeah yeah just kind I think, of i think if i had on my switch around. i'd probably play it more but yeah i'm just i think it's just uh, with with life and my attention span at the moment i just i sort of i see the chillness and i'm just like nope um i don't <laughs> know why but that's my problem but i i'm 100 on the fact that that is a, a great game and i would 100 recommend it from what i've played Nice. Um, I don't have any facts actually about this game, so this is probably gonna be a very short entry. Um, yeah, it's just I couldn't even really find a Wikipedia page. It's very new and nobody really knows it. It was in a humble bundle, I think. It's a part of like the humble bundle games area, so publishing. Um, so yeah, so it's not I think it's not made by a big team. It's a very much of an indie game. But yeah, yeah. I definitely recommend checking it out. It's on like Nick said, it's on Game Pass. Um on PC, so it's a good one on that. But I'm pretty yeah. sure it's on everything. It's one of those ones. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, that's my number four. Cool. Nice. Um, so my number three caused a bit of a drama earlier because I got this, this game confused with another game that I've not played. Um, and I wrote my entire entry and then realised it wasn't the same game. Um, and reason being is I didn't finish this one, but I played enough of it to know that I really enjoyed it. My reasonings behind not finishing this one was mostly because I thought it would be a great game to stream. So I stopped and then I never did it because I'm shit at streaming at the moment. Um, and that is a game called Observation. Not Ooh. the Turing Test. <laughs> which I thought was the game because both games are set in space. Both of them have some sort of AI system um, with a single character in it. And uh, don't judge me. I don't know how I did it. I got this game confused. Anyway, observation, not a Turing test. Observation is basically like an adventure kind of puzzle game. It was developed by Scottish studio No Code and published by Devolver Digital. Um, It's effectively a bit of a sci-fi thriller. As soon as I started playing it, I was kind of like, I know I'm into this because it's set in space. It seems very kind of eerie. It's it's very off-putting and I'm kind of, I'm so into the kind of atmospheric space spookiness. Um, It's, but you basically are in control of a space station AI, which is already a really interesting concept. So you're not in control of the person in the game. Um, 
you're you're in control of the the robot basically who's called sam um the story opens basically aboard this massive space station observation in orbit above earth in the year 2026 um and this unknown event has happened happened and basically like crippled observation leaving it without power and spinning in space um and so you're there as the ai with dr emma fisher um, who is the station's medical officer um, as she tries to restore contact with Houston as well as other five members of the crew to understand what's happened. Um, so as I said, you take control of SAM, um, short for the Systems Administration Maintenance Artificial Intelligence Software aboard the, the thing. Um, he's cool. Voice actor's very good. I, I Because I had to quickly adjust this entry as we were about to record because it was the wrong game, I don't have as many great facts about the voice actors as I would normally try and do, as I did with my other one, which was great. I had great facts about the voice actors <laughs> don't know who the fact the voice actors were in this one um but it was really it was very good voice acting um nice the premise of the game is because you are the ai you're not you're not really you don't really fl- sort of move as you would expect in a normal game i think especially in the beginning you're mostly sort of controlling cameras and you're the really interesting about thing about i don't know if i can explain this very well so you're effectively a camera looking into the room and she is in there and there's something really creepy about that. I don't know why, but there were points where I was like, I knew she was in the room and I was kind of moving around the camera around to see her. And I knew I had to sort of be looking after her and making sure she's okay. Mm. Although that character also felt like partly me. So it was a bit weird. Um, you're just kind of, yeah, you're, you're, you're an AI. It's it's weird to, to not be that main character, the protagonist, as you'd expect in a game, as opposed to just basically being this ship AI. And you're sort of like, you kind of do want to make sure that she's okay and looking after her and, nothing's going to happen but then you have this other element of like something really spooky about mm. looking through cameras on a space station yeah. abandoned and you don't know what's on the ship you're you get a bit scared when you switch between places like you're going to see something mm-hmm. and I, I started to get real freaked out it is unnerving i know what you mean i think because like you said there's that that thing of watching watching cameras watching like a dark Mm. corridor and empty rooms and stuff like that it can be a bit spooky even if you know it's completely fine yeah there's been like too many films and stuff that based around those things and yeah yeah it's interesting from a game perspective though it's really interesting yeah um and so what you kind of do is help her move around the ship um get around and i think later on you do I do sort of remember being able to move a bit more freely. I think you basically become a ball um, and you can kind of move around the ship. Yeah, cool. Um, so you kind of have to like help her get around. Um, I think more scary things do happen, but I didn't get too far in this game. But to be honest, from what I played, I just knew deep down this was a really cool game. The reason why it's a puzzle game is because the majority of the time, because you are an AI, you're doing things like closing hatches, doing stuff with the safety systems. And a lot of the time it's, it's very puzzly. Like, yeah. If I was, I, I probably was a little bit put off by that, but that's because, as I said, I'm not a huge puzzle person, but I can register that this is probably something that people would really enjoy who do really love puzzles. Mm. Um, but it's a puzzle game within a game that is very story driven and very atmospheric and very spooky. So I was like, I will get back to this and I will finish it. Um, but yeah, it's very, very cool. You are a robot and you're trying to save a nice lady. Or at least find out what's happening because something sh- fucking shifty is going on and it's quite dark mm. and I think it's I think it does get creepy but I think a lot of it's atmospheric. 
Nice. Yeah. It's one of these ones I've I've seen. Um, I know the image, the front cover image mm. of this of this game, and I think I've looked at it, but I've been like, I don't know what it is. Um, I didn't really realize it was a puzzle game. I think I thought it was a bit of a creepy, creepier game than it is. I know it's got some like shifty vibes and stuff, but you know what I mean? Like puzzle, not thinking like it was more yeah, of a puzzle, very puzzle thing. Um, I've just had a look at the developer as well, and they did a really good game that I played, which was the Stories Untold yes. one which is kind of similar in the sense of like it's it's kind of puzzly but not really for this one it's probably less puzzly i think than um observation is but it does have some puzzle kind of elements to it but that's like a spooky kind of more old tech kind of 80s vibe yeah uh, more stranger things 80s vibe on it but um yeah observation sounds really cool Nice. Um, I, I swear I included a fact about that in my thing, but I can't even see it. So it's, it's going really well for me. So I'm <laughs> it's, glad it's you mentioned time. that. Um, the only facts I do have, because there's not really much else to say, I don't want to spoil any of the parts of the game, um, is that apparently at one point, um, Dr. Emma Fisher references a movie she once saw where the astronauts blew themselves out of an airlock, um, which she is referencing the movie Sunshine, which I thought was quite cool. That is interesting. Um, I like it. And to be honest, the other fact is a bit boring, but we're going to go for it because I don't have very much. Um, during the course of the game, um, various flags are apparently seen um, representing the various factions that they had um, in the space station. So people that were like making mm. it. Um, and uh, one of the flags visible is a Welsh flag, which is um, apparently a nod to Kezia Burroughs, who is the voice actor um, for the main character, Dr. Emma Foster, who is who is Welsh. Um, she also did the voice and motion capture as well. So I thought that nice. was cute. But, um, yeah, that is cute. Yeah, I've, I failed a little bit on this one, but that's because I thought it was a different game. But, you know, <laughs> mistakes happen. Mistakes were made. I mean, the other one that you mentioned is a puzzle game. It's supposed to be quite good as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, so, it, it, it looks really, really good. <laughs> and it's just I'm not like, the one you've played. But, the, but, you know, the most annoying thing about it is because I hadn't really finished this game, Observation, and what I thought was Turing Test, I had, like, a little quick look mm. at kind of where the story goes, and I saw the ending to the Turing Test, and now I know how that ends, which is yeah. annoying, but it's fine. I'm still going to play it. But um, Hopefully you'll forget. Yeah, hopefully. Or something, by the time but, you get around to it. Yeah, AIs, you know, is is Sam evil? Is he creepy? It's the other one, Evil Is It Creepy. I, I do like a good AI game, especially when it's kind of atmospheric and spooky because you're like, I just, you just don't know if you trust them. Mm, yeah, I think any AI on a spaceship, you instantly just go to like 2001 and Moon and all of those good yeah. good movies and stuff about AI's Wally. Yeah, know. and you know, just reality. I still think my Alexa is trying to kill me. I mean, that is probably possible. They're she, all listening. She just plays weird music sometimes when no one's even in the room. It worries me. Yeah, mine just talks randomly. Yeah. It'll just it'll just be like it's replying to an answer and oh, I'm pretty yeah. sure to do it. Sometimes it. I get, please repeat that. And I'm like, I didn't say anything. No one's talking. <laughs> I'm like, who's talking to you? Because it ain't me. Yeah. And it's far enough away where it, the TV will not have annoyed it. So I don't know yeah. what it who it's talking to. The ghost in the bedroom. Oh. God. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Observation. Um, a sci-fi puzzle game with a kind of thriller, creepy aspect. 100% recommend it if you're into puzzles. If not, you're probably doing me. But it's fine. Play it. <laughs> Good selling. I like it. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> All right. Uh, my number three then, uh, moving on, is another more indie one called a game called Unheard. Oh, 
which was a random game I picked up uh, earlier in the year in the sale, like one of the Steam sales, because uh, it got really good reviews, and I really enjoyed it. So it's another detective puzzle game. Um, I seem to like those a lot. Like, if I'm going to go puzzle, I think this is where I end up being. Um, it's by a studio called Next Studios. I've never heard of them. Um, but the really interesting thing about this one is it is all through listening to voice recordings. So you basically get this kind of almost blueprint-looking uh, building uh it's like a blueprint. Yeah, it's like a top-down blueprint of a building. And there's different rooms and stuff. And then you can kind of see the people in it moving around. And the idea is that it's not so much a real-time thing that's happening. It's more of a, this happened, and we need you to work out what happened, what went on, who was the cause. And basically, mm. all you're doing is listening into these people and you can kind of follow them into different rooms. Um, but like two conversations might be happening at once. And so the main thing is you kind of scrub back and forth a bit like when you're on a YouTube video and you're kind of like moving the the kind of timer bar back and forth. You kind of do this to work out what's going on. So you can click on a room, listen to that conversation in the room. But at the same time, another conversation would have happened in a different room. So you kind of then click on the like the second room and then scrub back and listen to what was said in that room and then you can start building up like what conversations are important and what conversations might be part of the mystery and what are just like general things happening in the building so for example when i think the one of the first ones i won't tell what happens exactly but it's about uh, a painting that goes missing uh, and it's following some people around an art gallery and in the different rooms of the art gallery and you kind of have to work out like who stole it and where it went uh and basically you are just listening like you're not really doing anything and then you kind of at the end when you think you know the answers of all the questions that it kind of gives you you then like answer them all and see whether you were right um it's like it's difficult to describe it and it sounds really boring it but sounds it's really, really no i think it sounds really interesting it's a really fun game it's one of those ones where it's really good with headphones on because you get really into listening to all the stuff and sometimes people's names are on the on the little kind of markers for people but sometimes they're not so you kind of have to like listen into their conversations to kind of gather who's who like what the name is and then if they use code names you can Ooh, kind of like start that. pinning the code get names to people um and you kind of go through a series of like individual uh almost mysteries and things that happened mm. so but like one in the art gallery i think there's another one in a police station and so on and so on um, and they don't feel connected, but there's like little subtle things kind of going on in the background and stuff. And I won't spoil it too much. There's just, there's there's stuff going on and there's reasons you might be asked to be like looking into these kind of things, which is really interesting. Because um, you kind of, between each mystery, go and talk to someone and someone says like, okay, you did really well. Like, we're going to give you the next one and see how you do. And it kind of feels like you're on a bit of a test Um type of thing but yeah it's it's a really interesting game it's very short as well it's only about three to four hours i think i got through it in pretty much one sitting it's what one of those ones again? i played it on pc i don't know if it's on anything else sounds mm, like a very pc game i think it mostly works very well on pc because it is a lot of like mouse it's pretty much all mouse you don't use the keyboard or anything so um i can imagine maybe at some point they'll they'll bring out on something else i think it it's pretty popular since it's come out it's done yeah. pretty well p 
people quite like it. Um, cause yeah, it's just done really well. It's just, um, I, like I said, I kind of just did it in one sitting just cause I got really into it as well. Um, and I think it was about the right length of time for that kind of game of what you're doing. So, um, yeah, it's definitely worth grabbing in a steam sale if next time it comes around. Cause I don't think it was very expensive. I think that's why I got it. Cause I was like, sweet. It's like four pounds. I'll pick this up and give it a go. And it was, it was really good. Nice. Yeah, no, I definitely want to check that out because that kind of sounds like the kind of puzzle games that I'd be into. Um, I just, I think like sometimes I need like a, a good story and like voice acting and things like that kind of intertwined within it. Like yeah. I, I just, I don't know if any of these are on your list or anything, but like games like The Witness or like Mist, I think the concept's really cool, but like I need like so much more to like push me, like keep me hooked. Um, yeah. I know I put push on my list. I know that doesn't sound like it makes any sense. <laughs> but uh, that was like 10-year-old Nikki. Whereas, you know, these days it's like I need something like that, a cool concept, something a little bit different to keep me going. Yeah, I know. Agreed. I think I'm the same. I think I need, I need storyline with my puzzles. Just doing puzzles, almost just to do puzzles. Mm. I don't super get into like I've never been a big fan of doing the room ones where it's just the room, like that's another one yeah I was gonna use an example yeah it, they're really interesting and the puzzles in them are very smart and really cool and I've watched some people do them and they are interesting but I think agreed like I sometimes it just gets too difficult and I'm just like yeah I'm not gonna same like you said the witness like yeah. I I couldn't get through and I know it's supposed to be a really good game but you're right you need this kind of narrative and I think that's what unheard does really well is because you have almost mini narratives and then almost like an overarching one as well yeah. um yeah and it's just interesting it's just kind of it's very simple but not and you do have to think a little bit but not too much I don't think I ever got stuck which I always think is one of these things with uh puzzle video games is i i want to be challenged i need some time to maybe think and get it but never to the point where i'm stuck and i have to look at a walkthrough um i think that tends to ruin it for me because then i end up going like well i might as well just look at the walkthrough the whole way through i just had a look on steam and it's five pounds and 19 pence nice so it's not that expensive no cool i'll check that out Awesome, yeah. Well, that could be my fact then. It's on Steam for £5.19. <laughs> Sweet. Because uh, I have no facts. I've really struggled with facts for all my That's games fine. today. So, um, yeah. Unheard. At least, you know, your games are actually the games that you were supposed to actually put in. This is true. I have succeeded in that one. Yeah. Um, cool. That means we're on to my number two. Mm-hmm. So I've actually mentioned this game before, and I mentioned this game in our top five video game cover art episode but i didn't really talk about the game very much i don't think um so this is a game called call of the sea oh yes you did mention this game and i've still not played it but it looked really interesting it's really good so it's an adventure video game developed by out of the blue and published by raw fury and was released in 2020 so it's a very recent game um it's very very cool it's a first person perspective game um it's set in the 1930s which is awesome um and you assume the control of nora who is played by sissy jones um nora everhart basically it sort of starts off she receives a package with a picture of her husband harry um detailing coordinates to an island um he basically vanished after embarking on an expedition to find a 
a cure as she has a mysterious family illness, which is slowly killing her, which is a bit sad. Um, but yeah, he's basically gone off um, into like Tahiti to like to a random island to, to find something. And obviously she's received these coordinates randomly. So she journeys to, to search for him. Um, the game basically starts with you turning up to this random island and uh, and that's all you know, really. I mean, I jumped into this game not really knowing anything about it or what it was. I just remember seeing the cover art, which obviously we spoke about, which is really beautiful and really unique and really cool. And just yeah. thinking like, fuck it, I'm going to play this game. And uh, and didn't even know it was really a puzzle game until <laughs> until the puzzles began. Um, <laughs> and, you know, as I said, I don't love puzzles, but if I feel like I, I have to get to a destination, then I will obviously do them. Um, puzzles to me always... I just a means to an end. I don't really enjoy them. You know, even just doing puzzles and games like Tomb Raider back in the day when I was a kid, I, I, they were, they were cool. And admittedly, actually, I, I did used to love Resident Evil puzzles, old school Resident Evil puzzles. Mm. I, I enjoyed, um, as long as I care about the destination and you know, it, turning up at this island, which is really beautiful, and the, the the ambient noise and everything, and and her voice acting is amazing, um, pushing you through, and you're wanting to discover what happened, you're wanting to discover the mystery of like where's he gone and what the heck is yeah. this island because the island is a bit weird, um, and it's yeah it's cool, and I I think that's the whole thing is like solving a mystery with puzzles is what I like because it kind of feels. Like it feels, I guess, in some ways, a bit too murder because you turn up as in a random place yeah. and you're just trying to explore. And I think that's it. Exploration and puzzles um, and mysteries is kind of like what I like, as well as space sci-fi thrillers, is um, you know, and also blobs that push blocks. Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, the whole the whole range there <laughs> basically described all puzzle games. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really can't say anything more about the story, but I will say it gets batshit crazy. Ooh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it gets pretty insane. And I know that you'll really enjoy it. Um, I'm not obviously going to say anything else. I did have to Google some of the puzzles a lot of the time for this, but I have absolutely mm. no shame when it comes to Googling puzzles because I will try it. I give it my best go and I go, right, let's try this puzzle. If my brain can't work it out within five minutes, I go, well, I'm not going to waste my precious time trying to figure this out more than I have to. And I yeah. Google it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's fair. It's not so much a shame thing. Like, I, if you want to use help guides for things, that's all power to you. I think I'm just like, once I start doing that, I, fen- I tend to find that I rely on it all the time. Mm. Oh, yeah, it's a slippery slope for sure. I and mean, then, I, yeah. Yeah, and then I feel like I lose any sort of sense of achievement. I can't just look once, get that answer, and then do the rest by myself. At that point, I'll just start looking every time I get remotely slightly stuck. Yeah. So I like to try and avoid doing that if I can, but just because I can't control myself. I I yeah, I, I sort of normally give myself enough time to sit there until I get frustrated, and then I'll look. But I won't necessarily... I always yeah. give myself that time to do it. Um, but I know that if I'm really interested in the game's storyline, I want to stay hooked and being yeah. stuck on a stupid puzzle is enough to get me unhooked. So especially with this one, I wanted to keep going. I wanted to know what was going to happen. Um, mm. So yeah. Uh, so fuck it. Do whatever yeah, you want. Do you know anyone just do whatever you want to do, like to enjoy the experience. Um, yeah. Yes. Anyway, I really, because I can't spoil the game, I have nothing else more to say un- apart from the synopsis of the game. You know, there's no, there's no attacking or combat or anything like that. It's literally just, it's, it's a bit walking simmy with puzzles. Yeah. Effectively. That sounds good though. I think sometimes that's kind of nice. Like like you said, as long as there's sort of like um a driving story behind it mm. and a mystery that you want to kind of like you said progress and unfold, it, it seems like a good time. So it did, it just it did give me like the whole um observation scary ambience though because um 
a lot of the time like you're on your own on this island and you i i love when games make you feel like although you don't think you're going to be in immediate danger it feels like someone's watching you and i got that mm. a lot i got that observation i got that a lot in call of the sea um and i but i like that i feel like there's something quite cool about when they when they manage to do that and how a game can make you feel quite alone and isolated even if it's not intended to um i quite enjoyed that about this game nice yeah that's um, always really cool yeah i've got a couple of facts um and uh apparently call of the sea was the debut title um for the for the studio which is cool which was based in madrid spain um the team only consisted of 12 people which i thought was really cool interesting yeah yeah that is really cool. so it's only yeah only a small group but I, I think since it's been on game pass it's taken off i, d- I don't know whether it's just being on there has affected it but i assume most things that go on game pass tend to get like a big boost yeah I think I mentioned this in the art one, but the game was heavily inspired by the works of H.P. Lovecraft, which when you play it, you, is not a surprise. Yeah. Um, you kind of see it, it almost in the art a little bit as well. Um, yeah, and that kind of era is always like yeah. around that time. So, And the only other fact I've got is that Sissy Jones, as you probably know, is Delilah in Firewatch. Nice. So That's she cool. is an amazing voice actress, amazing in Firewatch and, and really good in this. Um, she's very, very cool. I, there's also a guy's voice in it, but I, I can't, I didn't really find anything that he was in that was notable. Sorry, guy. Um, <laughs> Sissy was also Joyce in Life is Strange. I tried to find some more stuff that she was in, but um, yeah. Nice. So, I was going to say, like, when you talk about this game, it reminds me a bit of um, Firewatch anyway. So it's interesting that she's in that. Yeah, I'd say there's, there's elements to it, I would say. And I, I think it probably was inspired maybe a little bit yeah. by that. So, yeah, nice. that's Call of the Sea. Nice, very cool. Um, all right, so mine... Sorry. That's Call of the Sea. Very cool. I just very had to cool. mention the pun. Um, oh, sorry. I, I don't... I feel, like, I feel like your own pun has, like, passed you. Yeah, I wasn't meaning it. <laughs> very cool. Very cool. <laughs> Call of the Sea is very cool. Very cool. Mostly because it's not a pun. It's not, okay. Um, <laughs> what is a pun, though? It is. A pun is... No, pun... Okay. Um, it's like a thing that sounds like it, but it's the same. It's yeah, just exactly. Like, cool. But it, that doesn't work cool. as a pun. Like, I'm just... I'm going to I'm gonna throw that one out there. Cool of the Sea. No, it's not really, does it? No. If I was like... <laughs> I don't know, a call of the sea. If I was like, uh, made a joke about phones, that would be a pun. Mm, I feel like we need to look up the definition of pun. I mean, I think you need, yeah, you need to do that. I'm sure somebody on the Discord will write something and tell me that I'm being ridiculous and that that is not a pun. But until then, (laughs) I will sit in ignorance. All right, well, you do that, and I'm going to talk about my number two. Go for it. So my number two is, again, a game I have mentioned before, and I can't remember what list I've mentioned it in, but I know I've spoken about it before. Um, So my number two is called Catherine. Mm, Um, Yes. yes. So this was developed by uh, Atlas, who are the same group that made the Persona games. So it looks very similar to the Persona games. It's that kind of 3D... um, anime kind of style and then it also has like 2d anime cutscenes, which are really interesting and really good uh in this particular game you play as a guy called vincent who wakes up randomly one morning and finds a girl called Catherine in his bed after having a massive hangover and he can't quite work out how he got there he's pretty sure he slept with her um the problem is he has a long-term girlfriend um 
of also Catherine, but spelt with a K. It's confusing, um, but it makes sense. Uh, and for some reason, he is now having nightmares about climbing block towers that like fall apart. A bit like Cubit. You're kind of climbing up these little like uh, block-esque puzzles. And the, the main puzzle part is that every nighttime you have to go make it through these puzzles and get to the top and escape. Because it's a little bit dark. You are going to be like murdered if you fall off the bottom of it. Uh, you are also dressed as a sheep in your boxes. It's weird. Oh, there's yes. a lot of. I remember speaking about this now. Yeah, it's it's a weird and confusing thing. The, the reason I think I really like it was kind of what you've been talking about, where there's really interesting story going on in between doing these bits. So during the daytime of the game, you're interacting with other characters in kind of like a social simulation you're talking with people you're texting people um you can choose kind of it's not very much how you can go you can choose kind of what you do in the pub essentially during the daytime slash evening and then when you go to bed and you go to sleep it's your dream kind of thing that ends up being these weird kind of crazy puzzle things that you've got to get through and you kind of like each night you have to go up the tower and depending how far up the tower you get each time um, progresses the story, basically. But it's just really fun. Um, the game's ending ends up being affected by the choices that you make while you're doing the social kind of side of stuff in the daytime. So you can end up with like one of four, three, three characters, I think, um, in the end and how that all kind of turns out is kind of up to you a little bit and it gets very odd and very weird there's a very like subliminal kind of lot of stuff happening but um yeah i just really liked this game i really quite like the story um and the the puzzle parts like again it's not very difficult you can make it way more challenging i kind of went through on the slightly easier mode and i really enjoyed it and i will happily almost like replay it again slightly harder because it wasn't too mm. bad um because it's mostly just navigating your way up the tower uh and sometimes you've got to do a bit more but at no point did i ever get super stuck on a level or anything like that i could mostly just progress through the game the whole time yeah which is really nice this game is one of the ones that I've always wanted to play and I always forget about that it exists. And as soon as you mentioned, like, naked man, sheep, <laughs> yeah. like, it all came flooding back. Yeah, I'll warn you, the story's weird. Yeah, it I is like a weird, weird, weird like... story. It's a very, uh, very anime-based kind of story stuff going on and there's a couple of twists in there a bit weird. There is some slightly, there has been some now negative kind of comments about the fact that, that it is a bit sexist, um... And by a bit, I mean, it is just in the sense of like, it's a bit like women trying to trap a man in the relationship that he doesn't want to be in kind of thing. So they kind of play on that. But I think that's very much of some animes sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's just kind of that social commentary that happens in some of those things. Um, and I think they did get in trouble for a couple of like more transphobic stuff because there is a character oh. that used to be a man and is now a woman. And I think... In one of the things, they use her, like, man name instead of her female mm. name, which I think is just... I think it almost was a mistake. I can't remember the story. Like, I think it was a case of, like, they don't really do anything in the game that's bad for it, but it's just, like, one of the comments at the end or one of the way that they label her in the end ends up being uh, the man name instead of the female name. Oh, okay. And so people didn't really like that very much. Yeah. Um. So it wasn't, like terrible in the sense of the way of the treating but obviously like you know it wasn't the most sensitive either so i think there was a little bit around that but in general 
the game is really good um and yeah you can kind of the story is just a bit weird and interesting sometimes on that one nice yeah i am is it on switch because i feel like this would be a game that i'd like to on switch you know, I think it might be now. They did do a re-release of the game because it originally came out on a PlayStation 3 and then they made uh, a remake of it called Full Body. It's like Catherine mm-hmm. Full Body. Uh, and I think that came out on the Switch because I'm not sure. I played it on the PlayStation 4, but I'm pretty sure it is on that and then some other things. Okay. It's not PlayStation exclusive. I know that much. Cool. Um, I only have one fact because I think we had a bunch of facts when I last spoke about it. Mm-hmm. And I can't even remember if this was the one I wanted either. But apparently, before the release of Catherine in Japan, Atlas warned that all gamers who share spoilers about Catherine will have nightmares and die. <laughs> Jesus. I know. That's, that's a threat. That is such a threat. Like, the whole point is there's like a plague going around of, of men who are having these nightmares and then dying. Like, Mm-hmm. Um, and it's about all these people who end up getting trapped in the tower and stuff like that. But yeah, it's quite an extreme thing for spoilers. Jesus. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I'm into it though. I love a good threat. Right? <laughs> violence. <laughs> Always choose violence, I, I think, is the uh, is the way to go on this one. Well, it's probably worked for them. <laughs> I've, yeah, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. Um, but yeah, again, that's a very, very short entry for me. But um, Catherine... Cool. Short and sweet, we like it. My next one will probably be short and sweet, considering even that's my number one. But before number ones, yeah, honorable mentions. Mm. My honorable mention that you reminded me of earlier somehow. I don't even know how this came into my brain, but it did, and I'm so happy it did. One of my most important honorable mentions is a game called Beehive Bedlam. Amazing! (laughs) I have never heard of this. It oh really? So Beehive Bedlam was a game. That was on any Sky device off your remote controller in the nineties. Oh, I never had Sky. Right, so, so my this is why I don't my know nan this. had Sky, and I think I had it a little bit when I was a kid. It was just one of those really silly games that you would just play on like Sky Guide menu interface. <laughs> yeah, like there was like Minesweeper games and stuff. But Beehive Bedlam, I'm sure somebody here knows what I'm talking about. Beehive, like, I'm not going to talk about too much more than this, but it was just a silly shooting game where I think you'd shoot honeycombs. But it was so good; it was such a good game. Um, and yeah, you just play it on the TV, and it was pretty fucking like crazy at the time that you could play a game on your t- on your tv because you know this wasn't like early 2000s probably so anyway yeah be a bit of- um love it uh thomas was alone is a cool puzzle game i played a bit not much of because i'm i got bored but it was fun um another netty rosy game i want to mention is a game called rocks and gems it's just that rocks and gems uh it was good though it was like one of those ones where you move stones and then stuff falls on your head you know that sort of one <laughs> yeah i'm with you i'm um, with you there was another one called elephant which is on ps3 which was like in a game with elephants we had to like make bridges and stuff that was fun um columns which is on mega drive which is basically tetris i enjoyed nice. dizzy the egg we've spoken about loads and i'm going to mention my two favorite point to click games because technically they're puzzle games but obviously i'm not putting them in this because although they are there is puzzle elements they're not puzzle games specifically Broken Sword and Discworld, my two always go-tos. Um, just wanted to put them in there. So I'd show you that I've not forgotten about them, but they're just not what I would put in a puzzle list. Nice. This is very cool. All right. <clears throat> so my my honourable mentions, um, you you right now reminded me of one. Minesweeper. We have to talk about Minesweeper. It was a classic. Um, also along the same of those terrible ones, things like Zuma, which was like a weird ball throwing game. It was a great time. 
uh it was one of those like free ones that were also like bejeweled and oh yes uh peggle and those kind of things uh tetris one called choo choo rocket uh which was on the sega what was it called why can't i not remember the name of that console game gear dreamcast. Mega Drive. Oh, okay. dreamcast um and then we've got quantum conundrum that i spoke about fairly recently Scribble Noughts, that's always a nice, fun little puzzle game. Uh, the Incredible Machine, which was like the 90s one that I had on my computer, which I loved. Uh, Hitman Go and Lara Croft Go, which are like some mobile games, which were really interesting. Uh, the Professor Layton games, I played a couple of them. I think I have The Curious Village and then another one on DS. They were they were a good time. Uh, and then one called like Sherlock Holmes Crime and Punishment. That was a fun time of one that I played. Uh, and then I also had Thomas was alone because I, although Aww. I've never played that one myself, I watched that one being played and it seemed really good. Yeah. And Fez. I forgot about Fez. I don't know what Fez is, but. Fez is like uh, the one that it was in the documentary about indie video games. And it was basically the one that's like 2d pixel, but then you turn it and it's 3d pixel. Oh, uh, it, you'll know the picture of it if you see it with the little white guy with the fez on his head. Yeah, I think um, I do. Yeah, yeah. It's a good, it's a good little puzzle. Cool. And now we're on to the number one. I'm so surprised that Peggle is not your number one. Really? Yeah, I thought you loved Peggle. I mean, I do love Peggle, but of all the of all the puzzle games, I did not go for okay. Peggle. Well, let's see how close our number ones are together mm. um, because we know that this is obviously going to be the one. Is your number one Portal? It is. Portal 1? Yes. Okay, cool. Because you've gone with Portal 2? I'm waiting. Oh. Oh! <laughs> Getting a bit slow there, my dear. No, you didn't say you've gone for Portal. You oh, asked yeah. me what mine was, and oh. I was like, is yours Portal 2? And I no, went for the answer, and the you reason, said no. You the didn't reason answer. I said, is it Portal, is because mine is Portal. So I thought by me saying, is it Portal, was showing you that my one is also Portal. No. I <laughs> thought maybe you were going to say, oh, well, mine's Portal 2, so let's talk about it. But no. now I know. We're, we're just not syncing up like we normally do. <laughs> we're not. It's not going well today, I don't think. <laughs> it's the puzzles. The puzzles have fucked us. I'm not a puzzly person. I'm thrown off. It's all right. Well, we've we've got a matching number one, so we can both talk about it together. I'm feeling very puzzled. Mm. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'm full of dad jokes today. <laughs> it's not even a joke. That was a pun. <laughs> Is it? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, we'll talk about this together. So I don't know why you went for the first one, but I think I went for the first one just because obviously it was the first one I played. Um, it's the first game. It just made sense. Yeah, I went same reasons. Like it kicked off the whole thing. Like Portal Two is obviously really good, but yeah. I remember more P Portal than Portal Two, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, I think I remember more Portal Two, but I remember like I was so infatuated by Portal One. I literally, I think I ran straight to Portal Two almost immediately after. Um, mm. So either way, like they're both great games to me. They're still very similar games um, in their yeah. own right. Um, but yeah, no, it uh, came out in 2007. It was developed and published by Valve and released um, on like. I think it was like a bundle, the orange box for Windows, Xbox 360, yeah. came with like Team Fortress 2 and Half-Life 2, yeah. something like that. Um, so it begins um, as when you're basically Shell, um, a lady, and you wake up from a stasis bed and hear instructions and warnings from GLaDOS, who is like the artificial intelligence about upcoming tests. I don't really know much of Shell's backstory apart from any of this. I don't think it ever really 
gives you that much information when you're playing um but you no. enter a shell like distinct chambers that introduce you to the game's mechanics um and glados kind of like instructs you and helps you progress through the game um but like during this like kind of develops themselves as like the ai person and causes this kind of atmosphere that is it's a very much the atmosphere of the game where you basically get shot on by the ai yeah they love they love taunting you yeah. the ai in in the portal games they just love it um, but yeah, like uh, the the game consists primarily of like puzzles that have to be solved by um, portals, effectively, because the, the clue is in the name um, by which is called the Aperture Science Handheld Portal Device, which creates basically like these two portals between two places. And there's normally like it's normally orange and blue, and it's very like the I don't know what the word is, but you see the the two colors and the two portals, and it's like you just immediately know it's the game it's portal yeah. it's become so famous and so well known um but it you know it's it's so fun and it's so good and they've done it so well such a simple concept has like became such an amazing thing and i think it was also because of the amazing story behind it and glados and the voice acting and and the way that they create this this dynamic between you and this robot that basically hates you it's so interesting and it's so funny Yes. Yeah, they do such a good job of like her constantly asking you to do things and she starts off nice and then she slowly gets more and more taunting and then gets like more and more dark as well. You get that, like we were saying, like you get that really like how AI vibes and those kind of like slightly off notice and she just keeps telling you there'll be cake when yeah. you do all your puzzles. Well, that's it. You're promised cake as your reward, which to be honest, I would do much. I would do a lot for cake. So relatable. Yeah. I get it. I get why Shell is like all about doing the puzzles. All about that cake. Um, yeah. Like you said, it's just, it's a simple premise done very, very well. The puzzles are really well done. Again, it's one of those ones where it's like, it's not too difficult to work out what to do ever. Like it's challenging. You need to think mm. about it, but it's not a, not a stressful time and it's fun as well like often i find the puzzles can't be fun like i do get that sometimes but you know the whole the whole game is effectively the puzzles and that never you know i i burned through this game and i loved it and i believe you went to the second one and i really really enjoyed the portal dynamic it wasn't it didn't bore me in any way it was actually and a lot of the time because you can jump through the portals it makes it even funner because it's not like you're just like popping stuff through you're like really like physically using these portals and you really have to use your brain um and physics to kind of figure out what to do and you know i i think the fact that they have like glados kind of is like the main voice throughout and with the humor it just yeah it really like pushes you through and you want to understand what's going on and where the game is going to take you yeah like you said it's just kind of fun testing stuff it's it was fun to kind of throw yourself yeah through a portal and be like right i think this might work and then you'll fly off to the other end of the map and be like no that didn't work but that was funny and I'm kind of glad I tested that out. So now I'd move it and try it again. And it's that kind of cycle where it never becomes really tedious or anything like that. It's just it's just kind of fun to do. Yeah. It was a really beautiful game as well, actually. I think it looked really, really good. And I think the ambience yeah. and the sound and the noise, um, like just just was just really good as well. I really just enjoyed how it felt. It did feel like you were in this weird, kind of creepy lab and uh yeah yeah everything felt very clinical like yeah. with your little cubes and the yeah very like just gray glassy spaces and then all the little robots and things that you meet all i don't know they all have just quite a nice little look to them they're all very space agey but cool 
yeah no it's, it's a great game and I, I think it would have been impossible for us to not have this as our uh as our number one to be honest because we, we both spoke about this game yeah. a lot I think we I've spoken about Portal 2 a lot maybe not ever really Portal 1 but I think maybe maybe we both have simultaneously to be honest yeah, for sure. It's, it, I think it's just because it's just such a good game and it, it reminds us, I think when we talk about this, we kind of say the same thing, but it does, it reminds you of that kickoff of the these kind of more experimental stuff coming through. It kind mm-hmm. of reminds us of early Valve when, you know, really they had this and they had, you know, Half-Life and stuff. And although those are very big games and we had Left 4 Dead and stuff, I don't know, Portal just felt very different. It felt more like an experimental thing and yeah. it kind of kicked off and you know the reason we have a bit of a fact of those one is like portal inspired like the stanley parable i was gonna say yeah stuff like that so it's like it kind of kicked off that little movement of people exploring what games could kind of do i think yeah and i i think it created that kind of like the fact that you can have a game where you effectively have narration because although glados isn't as obviously narration thing as like the stanley parable um really all you're doing is solving puzzles and you have a voice talking to you. And I think it created that sort of like that, the the, the impact that a voice actor um, can have on a game and the fact that that can just lead a whole game and that can be one of the, the most redeeming factors about it and the fact that you can have a puzzle game with an immense story even just through voice. And I think for me, that's what I love about some of the ones on my list as well is, apart from Pushy, and lemmings <laughs> um you know they are very like story driven and even though you're not necessarily interacting with any other humans in the game the voice acting is like kind of what pushes you through and that sort of mystery that you're wanting to solve and you know you can you can have a very simple puzzle game like portal where all you're doing is effectively throwing things through portals um but you can have this amazing story alongside it, it doesn't have to just be like it used to be where you just throw little people off of a cliff yeah yeah, for sure. But like you said, it's such a simple thing. Like it is one mechanic that they just do very well. You don't have to learn loads of different things ever. You literally learn almost, you know, the main thing, which is your gun shoots two things wherever it goes, it will make the portal. That's it. Once you understand that concept, the rest is just the very clever kind of like level design and stuff that they make. Um and it, yeah, it gets progressively more difficult, but you just kind of get it because mm. you never really have to change. But for some reason, you get bored of doing the same thing, really. Um, yeah, they yeah. do it really well. It's a great game. And if you know someone listening has not played it, I would definitely recommend it. It still holds up today. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have any facts? I do. I have two facts. Mm-hmm. Do you have any facts? I do. You go first, though. Okay. Um, so my two facts are um, that GLaDOS, they think, may be named for the real-life Dr. Gladys J. Loring, um, who was one of the psychiatrists who, evaluate, who evaluated sorry, the Mercury astronaut candidates at Wright-Patterson. And apparently it took a bunch of men who were put through extreme tests that pushed the boundaries of ethical testing on people. Okay. And they think it's probably the name was inspired that by makes, her. It makes yeah. sense. Right. That's fitting. It works. It works. I can see that. I can yeah. see that link. Um, and then the other one was a slightly different one, which was that the uh, developers added Hoopy the Hoop to the oh, game. Yes. I don't know if you remember Hoopy the Hoop. Yeah, I think uh, I was spoken about Hoopy Hoop. Yeah, I was going to say, I think we've had this fact, but it was just in the attempt to create a popular meme out of him. Oh, yes. But they later realized that they made a mistake and that he was not needed and Poor completely Hoopy. underestimated the potential of cake. 
Yeah, I love that. Which actually became the main meme instead. Like, the fact that they wanted a meme, they thought they could make a meme, and then didn't become a meme. Something else became a meme they didn't mean to become a meme was just hilarious. Yeah. It's just like, don't try and make a meme. It will just happen. You can't can't try. No. Memes just become... They just exist. Yeah. I mean, they got one, so they can be happy about it. They just underestimated what what it was going to be. Yeah. People love cake. Um, one of my facts was that there was originally going to be a song featured in the game called GLaDOS's Song, which was written and performed by Ellen McLean, the voice uh, actor for GLaDOS. Um, she wrote the song for the use as an Easter egg in the game, but it was never used. But the song was actually recorded after the game was released and was performed by both Ellen and her husband, John Lowry, who is the voice of the sniper from Team Fortress 2. Um, yeah. Oh, nice. Cool. And you can actually listen to it. I got it from the website VG Facts, which is where it's most I get most of my facts. There you oh. go. Have some behind Shout the scenes. Shout out to VG knowledge. Facts. It's a great such a good website. It's such a good website. Thank you, VG Facts. We would not be here if it wasn't for you. I mean, that's probably not true, but <laughs> you help us with our facts. And our we, quality we, facts we, would not be here without we've you. We've never actually like thanked you. So you know you're not listening, but thanks. Um, thank you. Uh, my other fact is that GLaDOS had a few different designs before the final scene in the game. Um, earlier designs included a floating brain, a sprawling spidery mechanism, which I'm glad did not happen, and an upside-down mm. version of Botticelli's painting of the birth of Venus made out of robot parts, which is weird. <laughs> Fucking weird. Um, so yeah, it could have been a brain, a spider, or upside-down Botticelli woman made out of robot parts. I mean, interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of glad neither of those existed, but... I want to see the last version because it basically would have been a naked lady robot upside down Hmm. with long hair floating. I don't quite see how that would have worked, but they were obviously throwing ideas around. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. I like it. But yeah. Um, I don't really have much else to say apart from that. Portal is a fantastic game. We've spoken about it a few times um, on the podcast. And uh, and yeah, it, it has to be one of the best puzzle games of all time. I'm putting it out there. Yeah, I mean, considering it's both our number ones and we went for the same one, I think speaks volumes enough. When that happens, when we always have the same number one, I think you know it's because it's the best kind of one in the genre. (laughs) It is the best we've decided. No arguments. That's it. Yeah, we will not accept any other other things. We'll accept your lists, but we might not accept your number one. Oh, yes, of course. just putting that out there. Um, but yeah, so that is the end of the episode. Speaking of your lists, if you want to share your list with us, you can come join our... Oh, that smash. Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Car, I think, crashed outside my window. Oh, no. Um, or just somebody throwing stuff around. I'm not sure. Oh, Jesus. I, I, is, the there a, is this a poltergeist or... Like, what? Steph, are you okay? What is happening outside? Um, I feel like you need to go have a look and then fill us in momentarily. Well, hang on. I can't see anything. That's fucking weird. <laughs> um, well, anyway. <laughs> no idea. There's more banging. We're just going to continue. Um, Steph's uh- being haunted by a very angry ghost. As I was saying, as I'm going to try and finish the podcast without the smashing that's happening outside. If you outside, don't hear from us, by the way, Steph might be dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've gone at this point. 
Um, uh, Discord. Join our Discord. Yeah, join our Discord. Go to our website, which is gametalk5.com, and you'll be able to find the Discord link there, hopefully. And join our Discord. Tell us your lists. Um, moan about our lists. Say that shit. We don't really care. Um, yeah, and just have a general chit chat. But yeah, go to the website either way. Um, if you're also, if you like us and you've liked what you've heard today, um, feel free to go give us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that can allow you to do a review. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah. We love it. And that is the end. And I'm going to try and stop this before more things explode. This is the end. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.